You're listening to episode 44 of the Becoming Aligned podcast. Welcome to Becoming Aligned, where we'll step away from the busyness of our days to explore what it looks and feels like to create meaningful lives that align with our personal values. My guests have found their own unique way to navigate through the distractions, the pressures, and the expectations of everyday life. And in the process, they have discovered the freedom to be truly themselves, to tune into their own heart, and to honor their own unique voice. I'll explore what motivates them, what challenges them, and what strategies help them work towards their goal in a way that nourishes their mind and body. I believe everyone has a story to share, and that we become a stronger community when we're able to listen and learn from those around us. I'm your host, Maureen Ryan, the founder of Ryan Wellness, I'm a Chicago-based self-discovery mentor and Pilates instructor. I hope these conversations will serve as inspiration and as a reminder that it's not about perfection, but the process of becoming aligned. Hi there, welcome. Today's going to be a short solo episode. I thought it would be a nice opportunity to talk about the value of slowing down. I wanted to take some time today to encourage you to consider how you can create some space and some breathing room in your life to allow yourself time to check in and provide yourself an opportunity for rest and recovery. And this is easier said than done for so many of us, especially this time of the year. So many of us tend to take on new tasks, challenges, responsibilities without letting go of or delegating any of our other responsibilities. We just take on more and more and more and subscribe to the myth that we're supposed to be able to do it all on our own at a very high standard. I do think that's a myth, one that leads to burnout. And I think it's about learning to prioritize for the different seasons of our lives. One thing that I know from myself is that I really appreciate having some time built into the year where I allow myself some space to dream and reflect and create. I almost think of it as a training plan for an athlete. You know, as an athlete, there are times where you are focused on fine tuning and sharpening your skills. And there are periods of time where you are focused on building a strong foundation, a strong base. For me, allowing myself time to dream, reflect, and deeply connect with myself is time spent focusing on building a strong foundation. So I'm planning to take a three-week break from sharing content to allow myself some time to do that. So this will be the last podcast episode of 2020. You know, I'm not necessarily taking a vacation. Um, I still plan to meet with clients and work on some ideas I have in store for 2021. But I also want to take some time to slow things down and just create some space for some reflection, connection, and healing. And I know in order to do that, I have to let something go. So I'm intentionally taking time to unplug and disconnect to help me create space to connect more deeply with myself so I can tune in and really listen to better understand what I need and what I want going into the new year. I know this can be so hard for so many of us. I'm going to touch on some reasons why it can be challenging in a minute. And I also want to talk about what I call compassionate boundaries to help you think about the ways you can set aside time for yourself in a new way. And then I thought it would be fun to share some reflection questions to consider as we wrap up 2020 and prepare for 2021. 
and 2020 has been quite the year. In many ways, I think it's magnified and allowed us to see more clearly patterns and underlying belief systems that we may not have noticed before, but that we can see a bit more clearly now. Or maybe we're just beginning to notice things bubbling to the surface, patterns and underlying beliefs that are no longer serving us. I know that's something that I've been experiencing. In many ways, it's creating an opportunity for me to address these patterns and limiting beliefs in a loving, compassionate way so that I can begin to release, heal, and unlearn these old patterns and ways of being so that I can start to explore other ways of being that might be a better fit for this stage of my life. And I think so many of us are experiencing this in one way or another. And this can be seen in regards to social justice issues, political issues, and in the way that we care for ourselves and others. This year has brought up a lot. It's definitely made me consider on a deeper level what I truly want and value. You know, what are my essentials? It's helped me to become even more clear on that for myself. At the same time, It's brought to the surface uncomfortable feelings and a lot of uncertainty, which can definitely trigger a desire to be in control or push through and try to numb our feelings. And this can come up in a variety of ways for people. For me, this can show up in an all or nothing mindset. My people-pleasing, workaholic, and perfectionist tendencies want to get involved. And this mindset and these behaviors provide a false sense of control. It creates a strong sense of focus, but it doesn't provide an opportunity to acknowledge your own feelings or needs. It doesn't take that into account. That's not part of the all or nothing equation. The all or nothing approach is about, you know, neglecting, dismissing, disregarding your feelings, needs, and values in order to accomplish a goal or desired end result. It's not about the process. It doesn't allow space to deeply listen and pivot and adjust accordingly. You know, it can create a feeling of rigidity and it can feel very restrictive and limiting. I've discovered that when I feel myself falling into an all or nothing mindset, that I start to kind of feel a sense of tension within my body and that I almost feel a buzzing on the skin of my body. You know, like I'm alert and ready to respond to the needs and the expectations of others where I'm much more focused on the external. You know, I'm very tuned in and aware of the needs of others or trying to be. And I'm thinking, what do they want? What do they need? And I'm spending time strategizing, trying to figure that out, trying to anticipate and stretching myself to meet those perceived needs in some way. Or I'm focused on what I feel are the expectations of others and pushing myself to live up to that even when those expectations are not realistic. But most of the time, those expectations have become internalized. They have become so ingrained in me that while I become much, much more aware, I'm still learning and uncovering and healing all of the ways that those expectations and the underlying beliefs behind them affect how I show up or don't show up. Now, there's nothing wrong with doing things for others and for setting high standards for yourself. But it can become problematic when we become so focused on the external needs and expectations of others and neglect our own internal needs, feelings, and values. That's when we become disconnected from ourselves, disconnected from our own inner GPS system, as I call it, 
our own inner guidance system, our inner wisdom. We begin to want what we think we should want, feel how we think we should feel. And we can get pulled along or swept away by the agenda or the needs of others, which can feel us leaving burnt out, bitter, and disillusioned. You know, I I know personally, I spent many years operating from this space. It's what I knew. I didn't think of myself as a people pleaser or perfectionist at all, but I was doing all of the right things or what I believed to be the right things. And I still felt empty and unsatisfied because I wasn't filling my own cup. I wasn't making myself a priority. I was looking to others to fill me up in a way. I thought that feeling needed and being recognized and appreciated by others would be all I needed. But then I began to notice that the intention behind my actions was not always pure. You know, I was giving from an empty cup and in some ways expecting others to respond in ways that would fill my cup a bit. And I would feel rejected and underappreciated when they didn't, rather than giving from a full cup with no expectations attached. But I had become so disconnected from myself, from my needs, my wants, and my feelings, I didn't know how to fill my cup. I didn't know how to take care of myself or take, you know, take care of myself without escaping my immediate reality. Like I didn't know how to like integrate care into my life and so everything was just work or then vacation. There was, it wasn't, they were distinct things. They weren't really integrated together. And I share this because as I reflect on 2020, I'm so grateful that I made an investment in myself years ago and that I took time to explore these patterns and these underlying belief systems because they really affect how I was able to show up and care for myself. For me, a past relationship helped to magnify some of my patterns and belief systems that were no longer serving me. It brought me to the point where I said, like, I don't want to, or really, I, I can't keep doing things the same way. And so I reached out for support because even though I'm pretty in tune with myself, we all have blind spots. And I'm so grateful that I did this because it created a new level of awareness and allowed me to develop strategies and tools to reconnect with myself. And this has been such a gift, one that I appreciate more than ever this year. And so if you found yourself struggling to connect with yourself and your needs this year, you are not alone. I think that would be typical for many of us on a regular year, let alone in a pandemic. But if you find yourself feeling the need for some support and guidance, I'd love for you to explore some ways that you can work with me in the new year, ways that I can help you to nurture a deep sense of connection with your, within yourself as I guide you through the five key ideas of the Becoming Aligned process. And this process will help you shift your perspective and release an all-or-nothing mindset as you build a strong foundation of self-trust based on self-compassion, restorative care, empathic listening, and compassionate boundaries. I share this knowing that in a few weeks, you, we all, will be bombarded by so many messages that will promise some new method or a new approach to help you fix your life. And many of these ads will prey on our own insecurities and feelings of not being enough. You know, that's, that's not the approach I take. My goal is to help you realize and know deeply that you already are enough. 
You don't need to do more to be more. I want to help you learn to embrace all aspects of yourself so that you can begin to take off the armor of people-pleasing and perfectionism and show up in your life in a way that feels joyful, meaningful, and expansive and create a life that lights you up from the inside out. One thing that I teach in the course that I love to touch on now is compassionate boundaries. And we hear a lot about boundaries, but I offer a bit of a different take. You know, the idea is very simple, but it requires practice. And it may not come naturally at first, but it's game-changing. I talk about this in more detail in the course, but the idea behind compassionate boundaries is that you develop a habit, a ritual of checking in with yourself to acknowledge your needs and feelings as you make decisions throughout your day. These are small daily choices we make about how we care for ourselves, about how we show up for ourselves. Do I schedule for th- do I schedule that appointment for today or can I push it back to next week? Should I get up and stretch my legs or finish writing this email? Am I feeling hungry or should I work through lunch? Should I schedule that doctor appointment even though I'm so busy at work right now? Or should I just continue to push it off further? You know, we make so many decisions throughout the day. And just as we can become disconnected from ourselves when we neglect and dismiss our needs and feelings over a period of time, we can deepen our connection with ourselves as we practice nurturing compassionate boundaries. It's about learning to bring it back to you to make yourself part of the equation. And this is not selfish. This is truly a gift for you and for those around you. Because when you bring it back to you, you're honoring your needs and able to make choices from a space of love, compassion, and care. And that benefits everyone. I wanted to share this today because I know the holidays can bring up a variety of emotions for all of us. And I find that's really it really tests me to practice what I teach, especially when it comes to compassionate boundaries. I can easily find myself getting swept up with all of the shoulds and all of the expectations. There's so much that I want to do that it can be challenging to prioritize. But let's face it, this year is going to look different for many of us in many ways. And I think it's an opportunity to practice compassionate boundaries, to consider how you want to feel as you move throughout as you move through the holiday season and to make choices that align with those feelings, needs and values. You know, my 3-week break is an example of me setting a compassionate boundary. It's a boundary that will allow me time and space to do things that feel restorative. What would feel restorative to you? Take some time to think about it. And I totally understand if sleep and quiet is your first answer. (laughs) I can totally appreciate that. It's necessary. That's really, really important. We all need that. And I think it's the first step. But I would encourage you to dig maybe just a bit deeper and imagine what would feel restorative if you were rested. Would it be time spent reading a book, chatting with a friend, dancing, listening to music, or being creative? Think about that for yourself. Knowing what would feel restorative is a great first start. The next step can sometimes be the hard part, and that's to consider how you can carve out time. Do you need to say no to something else to say yes to this? And here's the thing, you can start small. Sometimes I think we think we have to just go big right away, but you can start small. 
10 minutes can have a really big impact, especially when it's something that you begin to do consistently. So I'd love to invite you to explore this for yourself. And I'm planning something in February that I hope will help you to implement this more into your life. So stay tuned for that. But since I won't be popping in to share new content during the holidays or New Year's, I thought I would take some time now to reflect and set some intentions for the year ahead. I actually love New Year's Eve. It's one of my favorite holidays, and I know so many people hate it. I know, I know. And I think it may be everyone's favorite holiday to hate because it carries along with it such high expectations. It can feel like so much pressure and it can feel so overdone. But personally, I love it in the same way I love the changes of seasons. To me, it's a yearly reminder in my calendar to pause, reflect, dream, and celebrate. And as I take some time to pause and reflect on this year, it's been a year. You know, like everyone else is saying, it's had its fair share of ups and downs. We've experienced loss and grief. There have been health scares, pivots in my business, and so many other adjustments that I've made. And I know that you have experienced the same things. I'd honestly love to invite you to pause and think back to all that you have managed this year, imperfect as it may be. Think back to all the adjustments, the pivots, the small ways that you've been able to show up for yourself and others. Take a moment right now to think back and go back through those memories for yourself and allow yourself to feel the range of feelings that come up. Hit pause on this podcast and allow yourself time to write or even just reflect in your head about the scope of what you have experienced this year. I'll be here when you get back. I hope you hit pause and took some time to reflect. I know it's kind of a weird thing for a podcast to ask you to do, <laughs> but I really do hope you allowed yourself that opportunity. And if you didn't do it right now, I hope you do it in the near future. And I imagine that there have been periods of 2020 where you have been able to ride the waves and maybe times where you were just gritting your teeth and trying to make it through. And maybe sometimes where you just needed to take a time out and did whatever you could to find that for yourself. I know as I look back on the ups and downs of this year, I'm overwhelmed by a feeling of appreciation for those in my life and their support. And I also feel really proud of myself for putting myself out there in new ways and making choices and showing up in ways that honor my needs and that deeply align with my values. So what I would love to leave you with in this last episode of 2020 are some guiding questions, guiding reflection questions to help you reflect on 2020 in a loving, compassionate way. And I'm going to share some with you now, but I'm including these and more in my last email newsletter of 2020. If you already subscribe, you'll find these guiding questions in your email. And if you choose to subscribe now through the end of the year, you'll be, you'll be sent the final newsletter of 2020. So for this, so this first set of guiding questions are actually some of the questions that myself and my partner Cliff used to check in with each other like every month. We have a repeating appointment in our calendar so that we can create some space and time for this activity. And, you know, these are questions that you can ask yourself, but that you can also share with a partner, friend, or loved one. And I'll just share three of the ones that we use, which are what went well, what was challenging, and where could I use more support? 
And I think that last one in particular, if you choose to do this with someone, I think that can be a really powerful insight into where someone could use a little bit more support. And so that's one of the reasons we do that with each other. So just kind of getting a brief overview of the year and just taking a chance to look at it from those broad brushstrokes. Then what I'd love for you to explore is how do you want to feel as you move into 2021? How do you want to feel as you move into 2021? I want you to allow yourself to dream and allow yourself to imagine what's possible for yourself. Give yourself permission to dream and imagine, to see what comes up, to see what bubbles to the surface. Sometimes we can be so practical and so realistic that we can unintentionally set limits for ourselves. I am so guilty of this, (laughs) which is why I'm sharing it with you because I don't think I'm alone. And so I just want to encourage yourself space to dream, especially after this challenging year. See what comes up. Allow yourself to be curious. Try not to edit yourself. You don't have to take action on everything that comes up for you, but I would love to encourage you to explore the feelings behind what comes up for you because there might be some information for you in, in that. Okay, next set of questions. What have I been holding onto that is no longer serving me? You know, this doesn't have to be a job or a person. It can be a limiting belief. And then ask yourself, how can I show, how can I show myself some self-compassion as I begin to let this go? Is there a mantra, a saying, or a word that I can turn to when I need a reminder, when I need some encouragement? Okay. What are some ways that I can show love and care for myself? And if that feels like, you know, an overwhelming question, maybe break it down a little bit. What feels loving to me? What feels restorative? You know, how do I receive love? And kind of start to think about what makes you feel loved and then consider how you can find ways to show that for yourself. So if you would like to see these written down and a few more that I won't dive into right here, but that I'll share in my newsletter, just to help you begin to shape your vision for 2021. I love to encourage you to subscribe to my newsletter and you can do that on my, at my website at maureenryan.co. So thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I I hope this has been helpful and I hope that it's given you some comfort and helped you carve out some time and space to reflect and dream a little bit about the possibilities for your life in 2021. I am so grateful for you. I am just wishing you all of the best as we wrap up 2020 and prepare for 2021. And I'm just sending you so much love. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Becoming Aligned. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Becoming Aligned and rate and review this podcast. I'm Maureen Ryan, and I hope you'll join us next time. Take care.